0: Show you'd endorse Page is singing of course And Mikey loves a
3: woman with teeth like a horse And Todd's getting winky-blinky Cause our TV is yeah. Simply Irresistible It's so man You
2: complete us to completion This podcast is Irresistible I think these host right on my face
1: Get us on that space list and this pod is the reason This podcast is too a
2: Cause there's a character
1: limit
2: Simply irresistible
1: Damn girl, you podcast
2: with that ass?
1: Thank you for tuning into Romancing the Pod, I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Mikey Randolph. And I'm
3: Todd Schlosser, and this week Mikey made us watch
0: simply which that song is not in the
3: movie it is not in the movie but mikey i just have to know how you even found out about this movie's existence uh
0: friends i watched this movie back in the day in the theaters no i don't think it was in the theaters it's definitely with someone like a blockbuster-esque it was rented or shown to me on dvd by a girl and i remember watching it and being like this movie is terrible. <laughs> yeah. And back then is. I was like super snobby and couldn't really appreciate the finer points of the romantic comedy genre. Uh, <laughs> and I just hated it. And then I feel like our podcast has kind of gotten off track. I was like, we really need to go down to our roots of like really, really weird romantic comedies that were released in America with a full <laughs> release
3: in marketing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm glad I picked it because
3: <laughs> Mikey, I'm glad you picked it too. I was in like a
0: da- a down place. I was like, you know, I was like a solemn, depressed kind of day. I was like, okay, let me watch this movie. And in the first five minutes, I was like, this is so ridiculous. I love this. So this is exactly what I needed. But when I was like a teenager or like whenever the hell I watched this, I was like, oh, this I was such a snob. Like, oh, this movie's so trash. And I want dark and gritty and like serious. And now like 2021, I'm like. I just need like a crab to like set me up with a woman so I can like, maybe have like a moment yes. of happiness in my life instead of being miserable and alone every night. Where's the fog and the floating for me? When is it my turn?
1: Instead of just taking my <laughs> legitimate <laughs> advice, you're going to count on a magical crab. You're like, I know Paige said not to date people that bore me, but no, I'm going to listen to a magical crab pulled on a string through this film.
0: Now... The question I posed for you, that if if Paige, a magical crab appeared in
3: your life, would you listen to him? You have to, right? Especially because he doesn't have any speaking lines.
1: No, it's just all eyebrow So you wouldn't listen to him at
3: all. Here's my favorite part. They legit send down an angel. And then they're like, you know what? Fuck that angel! Just leave the crab. <laughs> no, the angel <laughs> gives her like comes from the other side, from where her <laughs> mom is, her to crab. give her the crab, and then charges her sixty bucks for it. <laughs> I was blown cat. away by he that. <laughs> the I was like, this Bobo Dan Aykroyd's gonna get his sixty. I couldn't believe it.
2: I couldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I, was tired. Oh. I laughed so hard
0: in the first ten minutes of this movie. Like, my dog thought something was wrong. I, I was just laughing out loud <laughs> over
3: and over. Mikey, something was wrong.
2: <laughs> something <laughs> but listen, is very
3: wrong. <laughs> but, Mikey, I, and I, you know this because I was messaging you both the entire time I was watching it. I loved this movie <laughs> in a very visceral way because I wish is. I purchased this.
0: I rented it for $3.99 for like $7. I could have owned this masterpiece.
3: Yeah. Mikey, I wish I had bought it too because I would host watching parties of this at my house. Like it is so yes. good. It has to be seen, but it is truly a terrible film. But it's like <laughs> just one of those things. God damn it. You got to see like it's so, so bad. And it, it feels like it was made in like The 70s or
0: 80s but it was no, 99 even then no One would have made this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this, this. Even cocaine Can't explain this movie Away
0: it's so
3: weird It is just so weird
1: It Oh god so okay this was the first Time seeing this movie but
3: same same for me
1: When Mikey described It last week I was like I've Never even heard of this this is fucking Bananas and then I get Into the movie and within the first like 10-15 minutes I was like crab <gasps> I have heard how did this get made talk about this movie oh did they do an episode on this they did and I was, and oh. I had listened to it without watching the movie and I was like oh my god the anthropomorphic crab that cast spells I was like I remembered the <laughs> crab but then he charges her $60 for it and I just screamed in the middle of my house full disclosure we tape these like right after I get out of work yeah most days, and I usually, when I'm just answering emails and stuff, I'll have movies going. You'll second
3: screen it. I do the same thing while I'm editing. Yeah, yeah I do the same absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So I had somebody grab me right at the end of the day today. And because I'm not in office, if somebody needs to talk to me, even if it's at the end of the day, it's Zoom. And so somebody popped on Zoom as the peaches were like farting out the vanilla fog. <laughs> and I could not stop laughing. But I'm staring at somebody's face, and I like and the movie is on like mute. I'm just kind of like watching it in the background but I had to then like quickly turn my camera off because I was laughing so hard and I couldn't let people see me and it was a whole
3: thing oh my god Paige
1: but yeah he charges her for where's he gonna use that money he's an ethereal being what does 60 (laughs) dollars mean to him what
3: does
0: Bobo Dan Aykroyd want with 60 bucks (laughs) he's going down to Times Square he's gonna catch a sex show and buy a bootleg DVD before he goes back to heaven
1: (laughs) That
2: makes
3: about as much sense as the rest of the movie. Yeah, absolutely. I thought he would come back. Did y'all think he would come back? (laughs) Yes, and he doesn't.
1: He's just a random, like, spirit that inhabits the farmer's market at one point in time and never comes
0: back. (laughs) Your mom says hi. He might as well just be like, look, up in heaven, I'm fucking your mother. She says, Hi. I'm your ghost stepdad. (laughs) Yeah, your ghost stepdad. I need sixty bucks for a case of beer.
1: There's that true blood season with the Panthers where it's like ghost daddy needs to breathe. And you saying ghost dad makes me think about that.
3: Can I just take a break to point out that I heard the funniest line ever in a true blood episode the other night?
1: Oh, because you're you're making your way through it. I'm so happy. Yeah, Natalie and I are
3: watching it together. One of the vampires who is I'm going to say the worst actor I've ever seen. I don't even know his name in the Ooh, show. Now I'm curious which one it is. He literally says, somebody needs to get down on my Johnson.
1: <laughs> oh, that guy, he dies pretty soon. Don't worry oh, about does it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good, yeah, yeah. fuck
3: that guy. I, I couldn't believe it happened. I was like, wow, this is an amazing line of dialogue you spoke <laughs> into a camera lens. Just like Paige, this is the first time I had seen it. I'm going to be honest with you. For the first like three or four minutes, I was like, I hate this. Yeah. I don't want to be doing this. This is fucking terrible. And then you see the crab and it like you just fall for it, man. You can't not <laughs> love the crab. You mean when he crawls up the guy's pants? I know. I loved to it. To give so him crabs, much. duh. It was
2: <laughs> oh.
1: also every time the crab pinches someone, they're like, "It bit me," and I'm like, "Do you not understand crabs?" I know. You stuck it, your finger in its face. That's what crab gonna do. Well, but also it didn't bite you. It just pinched you. Like that's you. You weren't
3: near its mouth.
0: He legitimately lives in that shelf behind us, like a piece of lettuce for like maybe three weeks yeah he's
3: eating that lettuce that's how he stays alive oh actually by the way this
1: movie takes place over a week and a half what (laughs) is
0: that a real fact that is a real thing i have two questions how is that possible and how do you know that
2: because she says it in the film
0: okay there's a lot of parts where i kind of didn't pay attention to the dialogue because like all of a sudden it looked like a I didn't really understand how the food worked. I have a lot of questions for you, Paige. Like I mean you took Oh, I have no
1: answers for you, Mikey. I did <laughs> like, not take nearly they- enough
0: psychedelics to make this make sense. I thought the movie was about when she like had emotions and cooked that those emotions went into the food. Like when she was sad, everybody felt sad, and when she was happy, everybody felt happy.
1: I think it kind of is. That is. That might
0: be a different movie because this is just like they like bite something and they like have an orgasm.
1: I mean, that's an
3: emotion. So is she having an orgasm into her food? I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) All her food is salty. (laughs) But her emotions do go into the food because that's why you see them like crying later. Yeah, yeah. But it is just her emotions, Mikey. The
1: rules of this movie are... Fast Fast and loose. loose. (laughs) Yeah. Just like everyone who eats those eclairs. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. But maybe we
3: should just get into this movie because we got a lot to talk about, clearly.
1: We do. So the credits are 90s and terrible. I'll skip the credits. Let's just go to the farmer's market. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Can we get to Bobo Dan Aykroyd and his yeah. pet crab, please? Okay, fine. So Sarah Michelle Geller walks across the
1: street.
2: <laughs> Someone throws her a
1: fucking apple, which she doesn't have to pay for differently than the crabs later. And she's walking and like talking to all the people at the farmer's market. They're like, heard your business is closing wah, wah, and she's like sad <laughs> about it because apparently everyone in the farmer's market knows her business and that
3: business is shitty like it's not going well clearly
0: well cause, yeah because her her stepdad ghost has been there for three hours drinking beer telling everybody her business <laughs> they're like uh, yeah i'm a step ghost i'm just wait i mean i'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm banging her mom ghost. up in heaven but i'm waiting for her she's like i got brown hair Like her business is going to close. But like, I got these crabs I'm going to give her. (laughs) She's my stepdaughter. I can give her the crabs. But she's going to pay for them. (laughs) I don't just give it away for free. She's got to
1: work for it. Make her own way in the world. (laughs) So she's asking about the portobello mushrooms. Somebody else already bought them. And the creepy crab man. (laughs) Bobo Dan Aykroyd. Bobo Dan Aykroyd, who's holding a bucket of crabs. Uh, she like looks and sees that the competing restaurant, we will find out that restaurant is called Jonathan's that they've already bought the Portobello's. And so as she looks over at them, she sees Tom who is in a suit and white.
0: That's his character.
3: Yeah.
1: That is all of his character traits. Uh, Bobo Dan Aykroyd is like, Oh, you've spotted him, which is a real weird fucking thing to say to somebody. (laughs) And she's just like, what? Who, who are you talking to? And he's just like Take these crabs You must take these crabs It's the key It's your destiny <laughs> And she's just like What? And he's like Your mother told me To give you these crabs And she's just like My mom's dead And he's like I, I know, know. <laughs> uh, He has to have
3: killed her mother Like there's no reason <laughs> With a crab <laughs> But like That is What that is Telegraphing to me As a new viewer To this program You know what I'm saying? <laughs> What's missing is a line that says, How did you know she was allergic to shellfish? <laughs> oh, did you guys pick up the fact that her name is Shelton and that the crab is a shell crustacean? So like she is or? one with the crab with the crab <laughs> my head canon is that
0: crab is her mother
1: it's the inspiration crab instead of the intimidation oh. crab. Wait, do
2: you think the crab is her mother
1: I love it the crab is her mom
0: that's what that's my head Canon yeah
1: I'm gonna call it mama crab from now on because we crab. don't know what's in is. this
3: episode mama crab and she still can be the inspiration crab page. Yeah she's the inspiration crab Yeah, uh, But it costs her 60 bucks <laughs> <laughs> Well she gets to kill a bunch of other crabs Like that's <laughs> That one's her mom But all of the <laughs> other crabs do get eaten later That day right, right, But yeah but he charges her 60 bucks for the crab And she's like I don't even really want these But okay and then he disappears <laughs> Well yeah once you swindle somebody Once your con is complete You duck out <laughs> and never show your face again <laughs> Right I've seen the sting but he reappears just to be like, don't let that one get
1: away Because there's a crab on a string Being dragged <laughs> Night of the creep style up
3: a guy's pant leg Oh my god, and if that is mama crab oh. The implications of that are terrifying <laughs> You gotta check it out, man That's not that's nothing new What <laughs> was well, she checking out? She was
0: gonna make sure he was circumcised <laughs> She, she was just like- wanted to make sure he was uh, satisfactory You know, so they could consummate oh. A week and a half Yeah, a
1: week and a <laughs> half I'll talk about it when we get to it Because in my notes I just have it in all caps Because I was just screaming I like paused the email I was writing and was just
3: like A week and a half
0: This movie feels like a fever dream
3: It does This movie feels like a dream I had That ten minutes after I woke up I would not be able to describe it to you <laughs> yes. Oh, my God.
1: Anyway, so she gets the crab, but not after it, it pinches the guy because it is the intimidation crab, but also the inspiration crab. Yeah,
0: it's a meat cut.
1: <laughs> it's a meat cut, Mikey.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> the crab cut him.
1: Anyway, so she's like, give me that crab. It's going to be lunch in my restaurant. Ha ha ha. OK, OK. Bye. (laughs) Because,
0: like, their interaction's so weird. They do have, like, a little meat cut here, yeah. They have a
3: dialogue. It's weird.
0: They have no chemistry.
3: (laughs) You don't think that, uh, SMG and, uh, that dude whose name I can't remember don't have chemistry, Mikey? Uh Uh-huh. Holy shit. That's Sean Patrick Flannery. Is it really? I just looked it up. That's Boondock Saint. (laughs) <laughs> kid, that, makes it- <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker's a boondock saint And it came out this same year What if <laughs> you were like oh What if you were like going to the theater With your girlfriend and you're like listen babe It's fine I love this dude in Boondock Saints He only does ama- amazing movies Let's go see his rom-com That's great and this is what you set through <laughs> What a double
0: feature that is
3: Yeah <laughs> I think we should do Boondock boondock Saints Saints next week, yeah. (laughs) Literally, (laughs) literally the same year, Boondock Saints and this were both 99. Oh my goodness. I think he had a downward spiral after this too. Uh, I don't know, man. He's still working. We're getting off track.
1: We're getting off track, but he did have a downward spiral down to the ocean floor. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) Anyway, she's like, oh, I got to go make crab lunch. Bye. And leaves. <laughs> we cut to her restaurant where she we meet her regulars. We find out she has like three regulars total in this restaurant yes. and a sous chef and her aunt. And she basically mentions that people at the market were talking about them closing. And her aunt is just like, yeah, the landlord raised the rent to five thousand dollars a month. We can't make it. Um, And the bank won't give us a loan. I'm sorry. And she's like, well, we've been here for 70 years It was my mom's restaurant, which is a problem because
3: Because her mom has to have been like 90 years old Yeah <laughs> It could have been her grandmother's restaurant too
1: I'm gonna pepper in a fun fact for you here Oh okay uh, This script was originally written for a middle-aged woman
3: Okay that is not at all surprising Yeah Okay yeah yeah, yeah. Was it was it written for a middle-aged woman to appear on a Nickelodeon show? <laughs> <laughs>
0: It does kind of feel like a Nickelodeon show. Yeah, it has um, a Nickelodeon vibe. I have vibe. some
1: notes on that at the end. Um what? But, so it was originally a middle-aged woman, which means she would have been like 50. And so for the restaurant to have been there for 70 years makes a lot more sense. Yeah, it does. But it does not make, they did not change. Essentially, they didn't change anything about the story.
3: They just cast Sarah Michelle Gellar. But I mean, honestly, like, that is such <sighs> like a, a minute issue to have to change. Like, if they're not going to address the peach farts... Why would they address that one thing, right? The peach peach farts farts. don't need to be addressed, first off. (laughs) They do. do. They do. There are more peaches that fart than you fart.
2: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Full stop.
0: There's nothing wrong with peach farts. I'm from Georgia. It's a very natural (laughs)
3: phenomenon. Is that why you don't fart? You left all your farts in Georgia for the peaches? I left all my farts in (laughs) Georgia. Uh, Paige just sent us a DM that says, how often do your peaches fart? Um, (laughs) The thing is, they can only do it once.
1: Yeah, uh, I got distracted earlier because I sent you guys the photo of the Amazon page for this movie. Yes. First of all, I want to note that this movie has four and a half stars.
0: Yes, with like 4,000 reviews.
1: Yeah, with a (laughs) 10 review. Secondly, I need you to note the first genre that is tied to this film. Science fiction? (laughs) Science fiction. Wow. Amazon considers this film science fiction. (laughs) I watched the Vin Diesel movie Bloodshot the other day, and this is in the same
3: category. (laughs) Oh, my. Can I just read the first sentence? (laughs) Sure. Magic and laughter are the main ingredients in this simply irresistible love story no simply
1: irresistible
0: <laughs> <laughs> it never okay did you guys wait for that song to pop up every sing? yeah <laughs> and just like her stepdad he never comes back be- never happens it never arrives. i love that
1: you've created
0: this story in your head that is her
1: stepdad being like i got crabs for you there's nothing established about any sort of step-parent in this film, <laughs> why wouldn't her mom come and give her the crabs, Mikey? Why is there a sentient crab at all? Like, like before we get to who's gifting the crabs, what are they even there? <sighs>
3: but it can't be the mom giving the crabs because the mom is they're the sexually crab. transmitted. Got no. it? <laughs> oh, no,
0: mom crab. Mom is crab.
3: Uh, yeah. Okay. So could it, could
1: you think it's Mama Crab? You're it's solidly gotta be Mama in, Crab,
0: right? It's got to be Mama Crab. Yeah, but it wears a tuxedo. Not yeah, a dress.
1: But it doesn't matter. People can present their sexuality however they feel. But also... Now,
0: but not in 1999.
1: It doesn't matter.
3: She's an anthropomorphized fucking crap. The fact that they thought to gender it by putting it in a tuxedo is bonkers to me. <laughs> the fact that
1: there is a sentient crab in the movie and all is bonkers.
3: <laughs> That's the one part that checked out for me, actually. I just love the eclair sex.
1: <laughs> Here's what's really crazy. I don't think they have sex in that scene with the fog because they don't reference it. I'm talking about their friends. Oh yeah, their friends definitely boned it down with those Eclairs. Good for them. <laughs> yeah, they did. Good for you, Patricia Clarkson. <laughs> I love
3: her. Who we saw in Just Friends, right? No, not
1: Just no. Friends. The one with Justin Timberlake.
0: Oh, uh, Friends with Benefits.
3: Friends with yeah, benefits. Friends benefits. Sorry. That's the one I was thinking of, but not the one I said. Just Friends is Ryan Reynolds. My apologies. Yeah.
1: She's always fun.
3: She's great in easy A too. I mean, she's honestly great in this.
1: I also, it really, it this shouldn't have bothered me as much as it did, but multiple people say the old proverb of, and the way they say it is when the wind of the of one door closing opens another door. And I'm like, that's not it. It's it's when God closes a door, he opens a window. Like that's how I've always heard it. And it's the They're most simple version of that atheists. phrase. <laughs> But Yeah, it's this whole, like, when the wind of one door connects with the train traveling 400 miles an hour to Chicago, what time will it open a door?
0: When God sends a mule to close your window, the crab opens the other door. When
1: God's crustacean clatters across the pants of your lover, the wind from that ejaculation opens Whoa. the window of opportunity. <laughs> this movie is so fucking nuts.
0: And this is a real movie. This is a this is like theatrical release. This isn't a Netflix movie or anything This is a real movie that came out and was big. It was big
3: in 99. Okay, Mikey, it was not big in 99, but it had some big people in it. Sean Patrick Flannery was in Boondock Saints this same year. Sarah Michelle Gellar, this is like her heyday, like late 90s, early 2000s.
0: I had three people DM me like, I love that movie.
3: This was like a year after Cruel
1: Intentions.
3: Yeah. If you look at SMG's career around this time, like she had in 97, I know what you did last summer, Scream 2, and then 99, she had She's All That, Cruel Intentions, and Simply Irresistible. That was the three movies in 99 for her.
1: She's barely in She's All That.
3: Well, okay, yeah, but Cruel Intentions came out this same year. Oh, God. (laughs) Imagine going to see Cruel Intentions and then you're like, hey, you know what I want to see? That really sexy girl from Cruel Intentions in another rom-com with the dude from Boondock Saints. It's going (laughs) to be a hit. She's very pretty and charming in this movie
1: Well yes Yes she is but they've dressed her Like a teenage girl who Buys all of her accessories from Claire's 10 for 10 and I will not
3: be told Otherwise but in this movie to make the Math work she's 40 years old <laughs>
0: Yeah <laughs> I mean we're about To get there but the one scene where like Her sous chef is comparing her To Amanda B, and I'm like she's Still Sarah Michelle Gellar and like yeah, Super right? hot yeah sorry that she wears Patterns <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a lot It's not just the patterns It's a lot of clashing patterns It's it's a lot I don't know Anyway So we cut to Henri Bendel The department store Yeah In New York And they do film in the real store
3: Oh that's a real place?
1: Yeah it's a real place oh, I
3: didn't know it was a real store I thought they might have made it up Okay
1: No Very very famous Very real And I don't know if I mean, I'm sure this happened all over the country, but growing up, there were five star restaurants in department stores like it wasn't a new thing uh, like Nordstrom specifically, all the Nordstrom, a couple of the Nordstrom's locally had like a really nice restaurant in it.
3: Yeah, we have restaurants in our malls here, too. I get it like it's fine. There's, <laughs> there's a cheesecake factory in the mall page. I get it.
1: No, I mean, like standalone like store like a Macy's yeah that's so yeah. weird
0: that is so weird Nordstrom still has restaurants restoration hardware has a restaurant in it
1: really I've never
0: been to a restaurant in a restoration hardware but we do that's where you can buy a couch for like $15,000 instead of like $3,000 <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean I love restoration hardware shit I just can't afford any of it.
1: Yeah. The Macy's in Union Square, the like top floor was like a really fancy restaurant for a long time. And then they had like a food court on the bottom floor. It was like a big deal.
3: And they only serve animals that are also featured in their Thanksgiving parade. So you've got like Snoopy. You've got Yeah, you like, kill Scooby-Doo. one Snoopy
1: and you feed the restaurant for the next year <laughs> until we capture the next giant right. inflatable Snoopy. You have
3: no idea how hard it is to find a giant inflatable Sno- a Snoopy in the wild.
1: I mean, they're hard to catch. They They are hard to catch. But the Nordstrom's (laughs) by our house had a super nice cafe in it. And my aunt used to get like catering from there and stuff. So like... I think it's a little weird in this movie that they're like a restaurant in a department store <laughs> I'm just like That's, that seems pretty normal that to me. is like
3: the one thing in this movie I thought was normal and you're telling me that that was crazy and that is blowing my mind
1: wait you think it was normal for them to think it was weird yes
3: that is the oh. one thing I thought was normal about this movie <laughs> <Is> no that- <laughs> no <laughs> you have to turn my world upside down Paige. no and well, and, well you've been to Harrods right what the king of Jerusalem when Jesus was born? You did not go to Herod's when you went to the UK? No, I don't know what any what i what, 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 what <laughs> what
0: are you saying right now. I have no idea what's happening right now. No, he did basic touristy bullshit. Herod's
1: is basic touristy bullshit. That's why I they didn't do it, They have a Paige. cheese floor. Mm-hmm. They have a cheese floor, Todd, and a charcuterie. No, no, I want to go back. They have a charcuterie department.
0: Who would make a whole floor out of cheese? It would just step on it and get it dirty. Especially with my feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We can't let him in. He'll melt the floors. Um.
3: Hey, who doesn't love a good melted cheese? <laughs>
1: All I'm saying is super fancy department stores almost always have a restaurant or some sort of food counter or something in them.
3: Paige, I've been poor my entire life. These are things I never knew. You
1: can walk into <laughs> places for free anyway.
3: Not when you look like I do, baby.
1: Yeah, because they saw your feet. You a, no
3: yeah,
0: shirt, yeah. no shoes, no service. No shoes, no shirt, no monster feet, no service. <laughs>
1: Anyway, so I I thought it was strange that everyone was just like, a restaurant. Uh, Now, it is weird that it's like a $4 million 75-seat restaurant because that's like a ridiculous high-end nonsense restaurant. And also, the restaurant in this movie looks like the inside of the rival department store from Mannequin.
2: Yes, it does. (laughs) It does. It it really does.
3: it's just all mirrors and craziness. Also, you could fit another 175 tables if you got rid of the huge fuck-off dance floor in the restaurant. (laughs)
1: Well, on the dance floor, that would make you dizzy to stand <laughs> on it. I know, right?
0: It definitely looks like a restaurant from like a Tim Burton movie.
3: Yes. I was like, who designed this <laughs> restaurant? The Penguin designed it. The Penguin it. Was it was Gotham. They just bought this restaurant. They're
0: like, oh my God, this lair is fantastic space for a restaurant.
1: This, I mean, it looks like the set of a Prince music video with the fog
0: and the doves and the mirrors. <laughs> I was just like... Well, the fog is... It was Mr.
3: Freeze's hideout. <laughs> oh, I used to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> I just want someone to ask him how he's doing and then he could be like, Peachy.
1: <laughs> because of the peach farts? Which... We're calling them peach farts, and I'm sure people are listening to us us being like, they don't actually have peaches farting in this movie. No, they They do. They fully do. And they fart enchanted
3: vanilla fog. (laughs) That make you want to (laughs) fuck. You see, when I do fart, it's
0: enchanted vanilla fog. You want to fuck.
3: Is that why you
1: space them out so much, Uh Mike?
0: He's got to save them up, Paige. (laughs) Yeah. My body can't keep up with that. (laughs)
3: He's got to have a refractory period My farts are writing checks My dick can't cash (laughs) How dare you bring Top Gun into this
1: (laughs) Anyway We cut up to his office Because we're kind of following Tom The guy she met at the, the farmer's market Right And his assistant, Patricia Clarkson, is like, hey, there's a skinny girl making herself at home in your office. And we reveal that it's Amanda Peet, who is in this movie for two whole minutes. And she has uploaded her
0: schedule to his schedule. After date three after day three yeah i can't imagine syncing my calendar with anyone (laughs) i don't even know how to
3: do that i know mikey we've tried so we can know (laughs) when you're available to record this is a conversation we have had multiple times (laughs) <laughs> you beautiful idiot. <laughs> I like it cuz like all of her stuff is flashing
0: pink. Yeah.
3: It's red. Yeah.
1: She she put it in flashing red. And so here's the thing. It's crazy that she did this after date 3. But what's even crazier is his cost benefit analysis charts about how relationships go after date 4. And I was just like, this is toxic and dysfunctional, but also he means so many graphs. What
0: are you talking about? That was all true.
1: It is not true. <laughs> I, I did like how Patricia Clarkson was like, you should ask yourself what you're doing to make the fourth date
3: so terrible. Yeah. I was well, like, he
0: should be doing pre and post surveys on the women he dates to really get the research.
3: Yeah, he's got to get some NPS results for his uh, dating <laughs> surveys. <laughs> NPS right? Results? How likely are you to recommend me to a roommate or colleague? (laughs) I've got a net detractor
1: score of 10. His
3: methods are flawed. His methods are flawed. I would love to see Mikey's net detractor score.
1: and net promoter score and then the neutral score uh we need to really take a look at these kpis to get to the bottom of your productivity issue with dating
3: i mean honestly some of these verbatims are terrible like one of them literally just says left an obituary on the pillow next to me (laughs) and wanted me to believe he was a dead man from the 1860s
1: mikey what's your churn rate (laughs) baby i churn
3: it till it gets done you know what i'm saying
1: anyway so this is madness
3: Yeah This episode And the movie Yeah
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then we cut back To the kitchen And the restaurant Where she is trying To do something I guess with the crab I'm not sure It just looks like Brown water And she's trying to get The sous chef to taste it And they're like No it tastes like Blue cheese and dirt But the only thing worse Than blue cheese and dirt Is rum raisin And I was like I love blue cheese Rum raisin
0: is not That bad either You know what I'm saying
1: I'm not a fan of rum raisin But dirt
3: No thank you I've eaten dirt It's not my favorite (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Paige's face was amazing <laughs> oh. I, just, no, I just expected there to be more to your
1: review than <laughs> nope. that Just that you were like I ate dirt Somebody shoved it in my mouth and it was terrible
3: But instead you're just like no I did it once Don't recommend
0: Three <laughs> it. types of people out there Blue
3: cheese, rum raisin and dirt <laughs> Paige it's much worse than that When I was a baby and I could walk. My parents let me go out to the garden, and I, w- I started eating dirt. And instead of stopping me, they literally got a camera and just took like thirty pictures of me eating dirt. Oh well,
0: yeah, with your little nasty feet, I'm sure you look like a little groundhog burrowing into. Your <laughs> I wasn't home. eating with my feet.
1: I was eating with my what? hands, you monster. <laughs> well, you could have fooled us with the way you got finger-looking <laughs>
3: toes on those things. I
1: have beautiful hands. <laughs> That's usually an indication of Pika, like you don't have the nutrients you need and you're trying to get them from the dirt. Mm -hmm.
3: Uh, And I certainly did Pika chew up some dirt. So, yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs)
1: Anyways, all of her regulars (laughs) at the restaurant are old and they're purely they're not there for the food. They're just there because they like her, I guess,
3: question mark, or they liked her mom. Yeah, they're probably locals from the area that knew her mom and her mom actually was a good cook. It was a bunch of dudes her mom used to fuck.
1: <laughs> One of them's her dad. We could solve this with a pregnancy test, but instead we're going to an island in Greece so we can sing about it for an hour and a half. <laughs> Mama Mia. Anyway, she's really sad about them closing and is like, you deserve a Southern Cross like it used to be when mom was here, and I'm not my mom, and I'm sorry. Um Meanwhile, Tom and his creepy girlfriend Amanda Pete uh are in a taxi going tour going to uh Chantrell. That's the restaurant they think they're going to, but instead Her evil crab man stepdad is the taxi driver and just drops him off at her restaurant.
3: Yes. And he's planning to break up with her at lunch. Right. Yeah. He does mention that to his. Is Clarkson his assistant? I think so. For a while I
1: thought she was his mom and that was real confusing. Well, I mean,
3: she is older and there's I understand what you might have thought that. Yeah. But I think she's just like someone who works at that department store too.
1: Right. So. Sarah Michelle Gellar is outside crying because she just had to tell everyone that they were closing the restaurant and he spots her and is like, hey, from this morning, make me that crab that bit me. I
3: deserve <laughs> Which it. Which is a
1: very vengeful lunch. Yeah. And she does not because that's that crab is her mother. <laughs> so,
3: <laughs> <laughs> that crab, I don't know how, but got on that top shelf. Actually, I know how. The person holding the fishing line that you could very clearly see in this movie just lifted it up there.
1: Yeah, uh-huh. So she... Seats him in the restaurant, goes back to the kitchen and she's like, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but might as well. And so she literally, almost without looking, manages to somehow conjure a crab souffle Wait, or like crab Napoleon is what she technically makes. But it does not look like crab at all. It. It definitely looks like salmon. It's very strange. There's nothing
0: that looks like crab in that whole dish. In that
1: whole dish. It, It does look like a Napoleon. But yeah. Anyway, she goes to try and find a recipe. Doesn't. She finds her mom's earrings. She comes back and she just says to the sous chef, bring me everything we have. And then she just kind of looks down at the plate and it appears. Meanwhile, out in the main room of the restaurant, they have a martini machine which I thought was pretty great.
3: I thought it was pretty great, too. I love when her aunt walks up and offers a martini to Amanda Pete, and uh, Boondock Saint, and they're like, no, and she's like, cool, and she starts drinking it. And then it. just
1: drinks it, <laughs> middle of the day.
2: Yeah, I love, love it. Love
3: her energy. She's got some real madman energy. She's <laughs> about to have madman energy.
1: <laughs> yeah, because she brings their dishes out, and Amanda Pete eats the food and is immediately like, I'm going to break up with you. This is nonsense. I don't like you. She rubs mashed potatoes on his face. And then she breaks like every plate in the restaurant.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes. While he orgasms at his table.
1: While he orgasms, he's like, oh, my God, crap. And she's just, like, throwing plates. It's a
3: bonkers scene. I love the reaction shot of the other patrons, like, dodging plates. are just plate hiding? Sh- yes. Yeah. <laughs> They're dodging plate shrapnel. It's hilarious.
1: Well, and we find out later that they pull two shards of plate out of the wall from behind a guest. So, like, they very nearly missed it. Yeah. Uh, And meanwhile, he's over there just like,
0: crap, I'll pay you for the plates. Um, Oh, and then he goes, I'll pay you for the meal,
3: too. I'm like, you didn't bring money? (laughs) And then he gets up and leaves. No, he he actually paid her for the meal Mm. because you hear him put cash down on the table. But he's going to pay for the plates.
1: Right. So he gets back to... His office and Patricia Clarkson is like, What happened? And he's like, I had an incredible lunch. I got dumped, but I don't even feel bad about it because I definitely was balls deep in some crap.
3: He definitely filled his pants full of semen. Like, there's no way he was not blowing loads. I'm going to cut all of that. That's so gross. But he was. Keep it. Uh, Keep it. He (laughs) was. Uh, I think you
1: mean tartar sauce.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
3: Yeah, there's a lot of tartar sauce in them jeans.
1: (laughs) Yeah, full of tartar sauce.
3: (laughs) And honestly, that tartar Um, sauce, also full of jeans.
1: Yeah, there you go. Okay, that's a good
3: one. Yeah. Anyway,
1: so he meets up with some of the people working on the restaurant, one of them being uh, Henri Bendel's grandson, who is like, I don't really cotton to your choices about this restaurant and the floor. And he is still somehow kind of talking about the crap, but then is just like, It's going to be great. And Patricia Clarkson steps in and is like, it'll be great. You'll be immortal because she's kind of found out that that's what the grandson's into. And he's like, thank you. I like you, Lois. You're like a man. You think with your
3: nuts. And I'm just like, who wrote this?" this? I mean, that is a line of dialogue that Judith Roberts wrote when she wrote this movie.
1: Fun fact about Judith Roberts. Do you know who she's married to?
3: of course not
1: the director of this
3: film
1: (laughs) (laughs) hey do you (laughs) want to know what else
3: she's written yes not a damn thing
1: (laughs) 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 it's because she accidentally cooked her mother crab that was
2: helping her with the scripts she's
0: like this is a script i've been working on for 10 years
1: oh my god if somebody worked on this for 10 years Anyway, so we cut back to the restaurant. They're kind of closing up for the night and Sarah Michelle Gellar is going to like test out her newfound cooking abilities and she decides to make a bunch of eclairs. And as we cut to the next day, she's been up almost all night, it seems, making eclairs. Her sous chef brings in the groceries for the day, but he's only got like- I guess
0: masturbating while she makes the eclairs because they're just
3: orgasmic eclairs. I think maybe she was having sexual thoughts, not necessarily oh, okay. yeah, of yeah, the yeah. bean, but you know, I don't know how you make a eclair. So it been. I don't know about the magic rules of this movie. I mean,
1: she cries into that fig thing later, which makes people cry, and then when people eat these eclairs, they cream their pants. And so maybe, maybe that's what we're not seeing. Maybe that's what only the crab can see.
3: And really, that's
0: why people who are in food prep should wash their hands. Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> absolutely but what struck me is that her sous chef comes back with like two bags of groceries for the whole day
3: yeah they only make three meals a day
1: page well, two what is I was excessive like they, well i was like how could you support a menu <laughs> like, no this no like, i mean they only have three patrons no, I, I understand a day. so i was like okay so they don't even have enough plates and then they aren't they don't have enough like food <laughs> Like, this is not this. They basically are coming over to her house.
0: Surprise page. Food. This restaurant might be closing.
1: Maybe. <laughs> anyway, so she decides that she's going to take some Claire's uptown and go get them their new plates. And she's picking out an outfit And she's kind of running them By her sous chef And he tells her like Guys only think about sex They like they think about sex 238 times a day All day And you can tell when they're like Touching their belts That they're thinking about sex right? And I'm like this is all nonsense
3: Yeah none of that makes sense to me
1: Yeah it's way more times a day
3: <laughs> Yeah and I wear a belt And I never touch that shit Yeah I just touch my dick
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry Uh, it really gets in the way of me making eclairs uh (laughs) so we cut to her she chooses like a kind of pink spaghetti strap thing but then pairs it with a coat that does not match the colors in her dress and has its own print (laughs) i was just like
0: she looks like a lisa frank trapper keeper with a spaghetti strap
1: no that's too bright she looks like the discard pile at goodwill But, like, (laughs) just, like, stuff that doesn't, that shouldn't go together, but they're just like, this is coat and this is dress, so good luck. Um, And people comment on it in the movie, too, which I think is really funny. Yeah,
3: she makes some strong, incorrect choices.
1: Right, so she walks through the, down the street and into the store, and she sees, like, every guy adjusting their belts, which is nonsense. She ends up knocking over an entire display, Uh, but Tom sees, and he gets ramos his a store associate to basically fix it yeah
3: every time you see ramos he is literally just picking stuff up and like organizing it for display purposes right
1: yeah he's a merchandising manager most likely Yeah, probably yeah and what really kind of boggled my mind is that she cannot hold an adult conversation no (laughs) in this scene at all she like she can't form sentences nothing Uh, But she finally gets out that she's there to pick out plates. But she only picks out eight plates in three different styles, which is 24 plates total for an entire
0: restaurant. Now, okay, the movie doesn't go into this, but the other lady that's at the restaurant with her, her aunt, is that her caretaker? (laughs) It's her aunt.
3: So yes, it's her next of kin, yeah.
0: Yeah, it is her next
1: of kin. And none of the plates match. But when we cut back to the restaurant and they're serving things later in the movie, they're all just white service plates. So it's none of the plates that she's chosen.
3: <laughs> so when he says, I'm going to pack these up for you and send them on to you, he doesn't do yeah. that.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think he, I mean, it doesn't matter because it wouldn't be enough plates anyway. And she only picked out dinner plates. So like, yeah. like if you were an actual restaurant, you'd have like dinner salad appetizer plates serving like You know, actual serving vessels, Uh if you were serving Mm -hmm. things family style Uh, and the amount of tables that she has in that restaurant means that 24 isn't even going to like if she used every single plate she had, it still would not cover the amount of chairs in that (laughs) restaurant. It's baffling.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And that that restaurant is God awful ugly.
1: I mean, I don't hate the blue, but it's a look. It's a lot of look. And there's nothing appealing about it from the outside.
3: So Apparently taking big swings on color arrangement Was like her family's thing Because she dresses like that And her restaurant's bonkers too
1: Yeah, because he's like, that's a bold selection It explains your outfits Yeah, And then she asks if he wears a belt And he's like, no Why? And then she just flat out Tells <laughs> Because my friend said men think about
0: <laughs> my yeah. men-, men think about Sex 384
3: times a day
1: Two yeah two thirty eight it comes out to f- every four minutes, uh and then he's like, yeah that sounds about right actually. And, and then she like,
3: goes, I've been here twenty minutes, and he's like, yeah that's about right. Yeah that's about right. And reveals that
1: he plays with his suspenders instead of a belt, which is bonkers.
3: I tell you what
0: we weren't able to do was was suspender my disbelief about this movie. <laughs> <laughs>
3: There's no way Mikey didn't write that joke And I loved everything about that <laughs>
1: This is also where we find out About his weird obsession with paper planes Which is just a weird inclusion oh. hey, In this movie that makes I no sense I love
3: M.I.A.'s Paper Planes It's a great song
1: <laughs> You got the sound of cash registers in it And gunshots yeah. It fits in really well with this movie
3: It
0: does But it's also not in this movie No actual songs <laughs> yeah. No paper planes are actually in this movie I just remember listening to the soundtrack, which was like vague keyboard music, and I was like, they have no songs in this
3: movie. It's honestly, it feels like they wrote someone who... Was almost a songwriter to write songs specifically for this movie.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so he
1: throws his paper plane. He gets stuck in a lady's hair and they head out. He's like escorting her out of the store and she hands him the box of eclairs. And he eats one and literally climbs into the elevator with her. And is just like, oh, my God, these are amazing. Have you met Brian? Brian's in shoes. I love shoes. I love that we sell them in twos. It's like a Noah's Ark thing. (laughs) And I'm like, it's because people have two feet.
3: Yeah. There's nothing not bonkers about that whole scene. But I want to point out when she walks in on the ground floor and walks into Ramos's display, Mm -hmm. that's on the ground floor. They then go up an elevator, right? Yep. Pick out plates. And then walk yep. back past Ramos, who yes, they are to get on the to fourth the elevator. floor, to get back to, and he's at that same display, to get back to yep. the elevator that, that that they then get on. So, like, they don't even know what floor they're on in this movie. Like, the directing is terrible. Here's what's
1: amazing. At the end of the movie, there's, like, a scene where they kind of, like, cat and mouse it, and they're both at the store trying to leave, and they
3: don't see each other. I know what you're going to bring up, and I they love it. They
1: travel the same path like there's no way they could not have seen each other there
3: literally is a shot of him cut to a shot of her at the same door and there's yes. n- only one of them is there at a time but it cuts yes. from one immediately to the other and yes like, what is happening <laughs> yes yep yep oh, don't skip ahead oh i'm so sorry yeah
1: we have to cover all of the crab wall-to-wall crab madness in this in this episode. So he's like getting rock hard over the eclairs and he's like, I gotta show you my restaurant.
0: He's like, I wanna show you my restaurant. Just come with me. Just come with me. Because they talk like they're masturbating maybe half the movie.
1: Yeah. Uh, so he takes you yeah. through the restaurant and we walk through the kitchen where his current chef is having like a truffle shaving ceremony. Yeah. Which is really weird. So here's the crazy thing about this restaurant. There's a door to the restaurant that's kind of like a brass filigree and glass that looks straight out of a cheesecake factory. <laughs> and then the rest of it is I a mirror nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know why both of those are in the same place, but they are. Uh, but he says, these eclairs shoot down your spine <laughs> and into your feet. And I'm like, what is in these eclairs?
3: I've heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. About something completely different.
1: Yeah. They end up dancing. And having a shared hallucination about the restaurant that doesn't exist yet. Yeah. in front of like the bankers who were there to talk about the restaurant.
3: It cuts to them fully on dancing. Like they di- they have a whole dance scene with like a live band behind them in the finished restaurant. I think she's just putting LSD into the <laughs> food. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, is, is this like an ergot,
1: th- like an ergotamine <laughs> yes. kind of baking issue? Like, w- are we going to have a witch trial?
0: What's happening? Yeah. He does accuse her of being a witch and might want to burn
3: her at some point in the film. If the broom fits Mikey, write it. (laughs) If the broom fits, (laughs) write it. That's a line of dialogue that good Judith wrote. That's my Halloween pickup line. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, this is my broom. I call it my broomstick. This is my Nimbus six and a half. (laughs) (laughs) It's real quick. Ain't no snitches here. (laughs) You should see the bludgers on that thing. (laughs) And it can go through every one of your three rings. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Including the new ring. (laughs) Yes! I love this movie so much I can't not like it 20 minutes in I was like this is perfect
1: I was in the middle of a Witcher rewatch Because we talked about maybe talking about the Witcher on bonus episodes Oh
0: hell yes
1: Nothing on the Witcher is as weird As this movie (laughs) Like there's a genie in that (laughs) This was weird Oh my god that crab is a genie I
0: think this (laughs) is like what happened To the witch that Hansel and Gretel killed Like it's like one of those kind of witches You know Ooh, a baking witch, a kitchen witch, yeah. I don't know. There's a lot to explain.
1: And yet none of it is. <laughs> none <laughs> of this movie explained. Anyway... So he has to go meet with all of the financing people for the restaurant. And he's like, I'll call you. And so she goes home. She walks past Tiffany's and she sets up a new menu and starts cooking new food at the restaurant. It seems to be going really well. And it kind of gets progressively more and more crowded. And he's like daydreaming about her, but hasn't called her. Right. And then he gets called into the grandson's office where he's like, I had a dream and I wanted to tell you about it. I was in a tuxedo and I could see my grandfather's face in the shoes sticking his tongue out. What do you think about that? What do you think about it? <laughs> it was just like, I was like,
3: this is crazy that your boss would come in and be like, hey, let me tell you what this dream I had. I want you to tell me what it means. Like, what are we what are we doing here?
0: You're like, okay, Daniel, I've got a lion's den with your name on it. Like, there is what? nothing wrong. if, like, Let's say you supervise a crisis team and you go in asking them to analyze your dreams from the night before. There's nothing wrong with that.
1: I mean, it's the same energy as someone who wakes up and is like, I dreamt that you cheated on me and now I'm mad at you in real life. <laughs> That's what it felt like
0: exactly, Paige. Yeah. I hate being a victim to that, which I have been twice.
1: <laughs> you should stop dream cheating on people. Yeah.
0: I can't help it. In my dreams, I'm a ghost
3: stepdad. <laughs> <laughs> and Malin Ackerman needs some crabs. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Mikey just can't wait to give you crabs, Ladies. Mikey has crabs, no! <laughs> but it's gonna cost you sixty bucks to get them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They're elite crabs. Sixty dollars is the
0: price of a video game.
3: <laughs> Thank you, random fact generator, Mikey. But that's what I uh, charge for. You know, crabs. You could say it, Mikey. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna give this lady some crabs and get me some Cyberpunk 2077,
3: <laughs> a game that came out last year, but is finally ready for release. Oh, yeah, true. (laughs) Anyway,
1: we cut to the kitchen where she's like, he said he'd call. And we're also finding out that they're so busy they might have to hire someone because Aunt Stella can't keep up because like, "Mm, drinky, drinky. (laughs) Because she loves that open
0: martini bar.
1: And it's from a bottle. And I'm like, how many bottles do you think they go through a day in that thing?
0: With just the aunt, five or six. (laughs) Yeah, five or six. probably water it down since they're not doing well.
1: That's true so we cut back to the department store where patricia clarkson's like i heard a juicy rumor that you were fucking somebody in the restaurant and he's like we were just dancing and she was like dancing ooh, <laughs> ooh la, la.
3: <laughs> i mean that's what anybody would say yeah i mean that that is what i would say if mikey said we were just dancing i'd be like horizontally <laughs> eek barbara dirkel i'm sorry what Sorry, I said ooh-la-la earlier, so when you changed it up a little bit, I went to the other Rick and Morty reference I could make.
1: Uh, So he's telling Patricia Clarkson about her, and just as he's about to say her name, she calls, and she invites him to eat dinner at the restaurant. And he's like, well, I've got a dinner meeting that starts at 8, but maybe I can stop by after. And we see on his calendar that he's got nothing there.
0: Yeah, because he's a dick.
1: I don't understand why he didn't just go have dinner with her. Me
0: either. It makes no sense. You mean this man who breaks up with everyone after the third date? You're surprised he doesn't want to go to dinner with her tonight?
3: You mean this Mikey who has commitment issues? (laughs) Mikey worked through his commitment issues, as we have learned in past episodes. I don't know that he did. No, I think Mikey has. I think Mikey has grown. I have grown six and a half inches. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking for my whore, Chris. <laughs> this is always a danger when we start talking about Harry Potter that we're going to turn things from like a child's school into sexual things. I
1: didn't bring it up. You did. Actually, he
3: didn't. I did. Uh, <laughs> I
1: don't
0: think I did. <laughs> sexual Harry Potter puns. Now we're in my wheelhouse. <laughs> That's how I get them. Oh, tell me more about your Deathly Hallows tattoo. Yes, I have been dating. Oh,
3: no. You love pumpkin spice lattes and you have a Deathly Hallows tattoo? How unique. (laughs) How five foot six and blonde of you. I love your big hat and Ugg boots. (laughs) Where'd you
1: get that sweater? Mod cloth? Good. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, oh, you're basic. <laughs> hey, I, get tattoos of whatever you want. Yeah. More power to you. I'm just saying, you know, a
3: lot of people with similar traits got the same tattoo. I have a pretty unique tattoo. Yeah. It just says live, laugh, love. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm just on your chest. Like, and the other one just says like, eat it. Just. And then across one butt cheek, it just says. As for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. (laughs) See, I've got
0: live and love on my knuckles and laugh on my dick.
3: (laughs) If you don't shut your mouth, I'm going to introduce you to live and laugh you play your cards right you might see some love
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think we got that backwards though because laugh is his dick yeah li- live lover love on the knuckle <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I just said I'll dick. punch you and give you my dick and then you were like yeah but if you act right I'll punch you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, we fucked that all up why
1: does your dick just say law
0: because i'm a grower not a shower. anyway so as he's about to say her name
1: she calls she invites him to dinner he doesn't have anything going but he's not gonna go we cut back to the restaurant where she's clearly been waiting for him and he didn't show up
0: i just got another dm about someone who loves this movie unironically
1: what (laughs) does she want to go pick pumpkins and eat lattes Eat drink lattes. lattes?
0: I'm going to p- pick pumpkins on Saturday, and I had a latte to do. drink.
1: I know you fucking are, you basic bitch.
3: For the record, I did that last Saturday, and it was wonderful. <laughs> wow, Paige. I can't believe you don't like pumpkins. <laughs> also, who is that person who DM'd you's caretaker? <laughs> anyway,
1: so the restaurant's packed. Everyone's loving the food. Uh, a guy orders his meal all over again, which, like, as much as I love the way something tastes, I couldn't eat it twice in a
2: row
0: (laughs) oh me either that's that's ridiculous i wouldn't do that
3: (laughs) (laughs) texas day brazil texas day brazil but could you eat it backwards
1: if by backwards you mean slowly inserting it up my butt the other direction so they meet in the middle maybe
0: no but that's what he does he orders it backwards he's like i want to start with dessert this time have i ate two meals sitting down yeah i've been sad (laughs)
3: <laughs> you know what would go well with this family style mac and cheese from stouffer's a family <laughs> <laughs>
0: Have, has uber eats come and i've yelled at people who don't exist in my home that the food is here yeah oh i've done that I'm a man
1: meanwhile tom leaves the department store and grabs a plant from inside the store to bring to her we cut back to the restaurant where They've made a
3: ton of money. It's been a great night. She said they made 100 dinners. Which is not that much. Well, I mean, they're a small restaurant. They have like fucking eight tables. No, they've got about 12 tables of at least two. Fair enough. Okay. So that means five
1: rounds of whatever they made, which is for a small restaurant, it's fair, I
3: would say. It's better than three patrons a day.
1: Yeah, even a small restaurant would be making more than that. But anyway, they don't think he's coming. So her sous chef leaves. Uh, but he does show up with flowers and, uh, they walk home, which is literally upstairs. (laughs) Yeah. So like there, it's the door next door to the restaurant. Uh, but she ends up taking him back into the restaurant to cook for him. And this is where she reveals that the flowers are vanilla orchid. Now, orchids are usually edible, not always, but usually vanilla orchids are where we get vanilla from but it's not from the flowers it's from the seed pods like the beans and so like the flowers aren't really what you eat and they don't really taste good or smell good because most of what we attribute to like the smell and taste of vanilla is after the roasting process yeah so she's just like putting leaves in her shit for no reason it's not adding any flavor or anything i
3: was gonna ask you about that because i thought that was super weird
1: It is super weird.
3: Okay. I just
0: accepted everything that happened after the first 15 minutes.
1: It's not poisonous or anything. Like, nobody's going to get hurt by her doing it, but it's not adding anything to what she's doing.
3: Honestly, the real magic is that didn't taste like shit after she put leaves in it.
1: And she put a ton of flowers in it, too. And flowers, just straight up, unless they're, like, very specific flowers, tend to be very bitter, even though they are edible. And so it it would on a... Honestly I've probably ruined the flavor of her Creme anglaise but She she starts making something for him And
3: then we start to get Fog out of nowhere Well it's, it's not out of nowhere it's coming out Of the I'm gonna call it a cauldron Because the, out of her saucepan yeah, yeah absolutely but it is like That's how you know you're getting a girl going Is when fog comes out of her saucepan <laughs> 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 But that's where it comes from and then like yeah. It floats over to Boondock Saint and then back to her and they fall in bone love is this where they float the first time no
1: N- no but he <laughs> sucks on multiples of her fingers and then licks yeah. her face yeah then we get like mega fog machines, so the whole restaurant fogs up and they kiss and disappear into the fog but don't have sex
0: that we know Oh,
1: i assume they did i assumed they did too but then the next day the next day she's like i kissed him <laughs> like uh, where <laughs> like, his soul Villa, <laughs> Horses, you had like 16 spirit Halloween's worth of fog in there like <laughs>
0: I mean if that's what her food tastes like can you imagine what her mmm tastes like
1: mmm yeah. I mean probably the same as most people's there's not a lot of variation
3: I hear but you're not playing into the joke well enough <laughs> So let me introduce you a concept called yes and.
2: <laughs> I can pick and choose what I want to play.
3: That is absolutely true. Do you think fog comes out?
1: yes i think the fog was coming from her pussy the entire time the call is coming from inside the house and it's because she's secretly middle-aged and so it's an old it's like opening an old wine cellar (laughs) there's a methane leak the restaurant has to be evacuated It's just like an old sarcophagus tomb where it's just like there's the big like fog dust stuff and then scarabs.
0: Are- Do you want to be a mummy
1: <laughs> or a daddy? <laughs>
3: God damn you both to hell.
1: <laughs> anyway, so he goes back to the store and he's like we need more of these orchids everywhere and he they're like okay cool I get But you just spent
0: $30,000 on roses.
1: Yeah. Well, and they find out that the head chef lost his knives and is going to quit because of it, because Air France lost his knives, which is a thing, by the way.
3: I mean, I'm I'm sure, like, aside from just knives being expensive, like, really good knives being really expensive, like, good luck charms, he's used those knives a lot, like, I understand that whole thing. They
1: may have been custom made for his hands, too. At his level, he probably has at least one custom. Yeah. And custom knives are expensive as shit,
0: man. Yeah, but- Less than the $30,000 of roses that they bought.
1: Yeah, for sure. I have a pretty extensive knife collection. But the other thing about knives when you're using them at that level is you're specifically picking them for your grip and your weight and your hand balance. So it's not just like go out and buy new knives. It's like a whole replacing your knives is a whole process. Yeah. So like, you know, it's a thing. And I'll talk about, cause they do replace his knives and he throws the knives at them. And I know what knives they are. And I will talk about it later because they <laughs> did buy him shitty knives. <laughs>
3: so, no wonder he uh,
1: quit. Yeah, absolutely. I was just, when I saw the knives, I was like, they don't know shit. Anyway, meanwhile, <laughs> she's baking, she's making eclairs and he, it seems like he can smell the eclairs from the store, but it turns out that it's just some of her regulars who had a carryout container full of eclairs, which he like steals from them And takes back to his office where Patricia Clarkson eats it, goes like horny crazy for eclairs. Yeah. And he tells her the whole thing of like, we made out in a vanilla cloud and (laughs) she's amazing. And they're just like, they're literally just like curled up in chairs, just like so horny. They can't function talking about eclairs.
3: Ah, I love eclairs. It is so wild. (laughs)
1: Because they're literally just like fetal position like oh crabs and eclairs (laughs) like when your hair is also a hood like
2: it's
3: just that (laughs) crazy
0: I want to turn someone on as
3: much as these eclairs turn these people on yeah I will never turn someone on as much as one of these eclairs does
1: those eclairs look like seven to eight inches so I, I think you might
0: have an uphill battle on that
3: one what if they have like a shallow mouth and they'd have to take bites My Claire's more girthy though It's just a donut <laughs> There's not a hole in it though You never had a filled donut I can't say that I have, Paige.
1: You've never had, like, a jelly donut? Like a jelly donut or, like, a Boston cre- cream pie donut?
0: What about, like a, like, a regular icing donut?
1: Okay, what about, like, uh, they're kind of like a beignet, but then just, like, filled with jizz. <laughs> it's a
0: beignet.
1: That's going to be a beignet for me, dog. <laughs> so, and he keeps referencing the fog, and and I was like, are pirates going to come out of it? No. <laughs>
0: You guys remember that movie we did?
1: Yeah, I remember. <laughs> anyway, so he goes off to meet with the people who are financing the restaurant. Patricia Clarkson calls the restaurant and orders as many eclairs as she can carry and meets the <laughs> grandson in the elevator. And they have like 50 shades level elevator sex that we do not get to see. Yeah. Upsetting. We don't get a single frame of eclair neck. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Holy shit. I can just see like a close up of his like waist, him pulling his pants down, but it's just like an eclair. (laughs) It's just an eclair.
0: (laughs) That would fit in with this movie
3: be like, man, that LSD is kicking
1: in. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we cut to the restaurant. Tom shows up. They're super busy, so he helps them wait tables. But this is where we see that the plates are now just regular plates. And even some of her regulars are waiting tables now. Like, it's a whole operation. And we cut to the end of the night where this is where she says, up until last week, I couldn't cook anything. Yeah. So it's literally only been two weeks maximum. It's like a week and a half.
3: That's wild, man.
1: Isn't it wild? Like how magic,
0: dude? It's magic. That that ghost stepdad gave her crabs or whatever, and now she's <laughs> she <laughs>
3: magical. Like, just fucking move <laughs> along, Todd.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, all
3: right. Okay.
1: When well, she says in this scene, she's like, I don't think he's your normal crab. And I was like, so she's identified. It's the crab.
3: <laughs> yeah. They all know. <laughs> they bring the crab with them to places. They do. It becomes a pet. Okay. But when she goes to the restaurant at the end of the movie, she should not bring a crab to Thank a you. kitchen full of people that don't know that that crab full is of, like their Frenchman that Zutolo, I have found you. Like they yeah, yeah, should yeah. not bring a crab to Someplace that it's definitely going to get killed and made into food. Well, the sous chef
0: is like feeding it. It's like on his shoulder, basically. At that point,
1: not till the end, because like up until that point, he's like les poisson, le poisson. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh God!
3: <laughs> <laughs> I did think at one point she was going to have the crab like in her pocket or something, and this was just going to be like a proto crabatui or something. <laughs> like, but it wasn't. It wasn't that.
1: It was not that. Anyway. So they talk about how it's like weird stuff's been happening. They both have that shared hallucination. She's cutting a peach open and they end up like making out and floating while he's also sucking on all of her fingers again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which is like his go to move, I guess. I mean,
1: I don't know, but she does say bippity boppity boo to get him down off the ceiling and he freaks out and leaves.
3: Well, because she goes down first and I said it that way on purpose because they're both floating by the ceiling and then yeah. you see her head start to like float downwards and I was like, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, past
1: it's- the front of his pants.
3: Yeah, is it like, <laughs> yeah. about to get real graphic? Like what's happening right now? I got a finger you can suck. <laughs> I would totally have
1: weightless sex.
3: Yes. Let's go to space. Hang on, not you and me. Wait, wait, separately, hold on a Mikey. Let's us both. We go covered to space this on Earth. Girls are easy already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would totally have sex in space too, Mikey, one hundred percent. So
1: she says, "Bibbidi bobbidi boo." He comes down and he literally like takes off. He's like, "You're a witch. I'm running away." And as he does, she's like, "A man's character is his destiny, which means nothing." <laughs> yeah that- <laughs> it is just words strung together
0: it's, it's like she read that fortune cookie and like just repeated it that day
1: <laughs> your lucky numbers are six five 23 and 14 and also your character will be your destiny
3: <laughs> your destiny will be chaotic neutral <laughs> well and he goes is that a curse and she goes in your case it is yeah. But you know that when Judith wrote your character is a man's destiny or whatever, she was like, yes, this script just came together. <laughs> Take that, Larry, or whoever she had in mind when she was <laughs> writing it. It was probably Mark, the director of this film, her husband.
1: Yeah, like one <laughs> night he like didn't do dishes or something and she was just like, well your character is your destiny and he was like what and she was like nothing so uh we cut to she's in the restaurant talking to her sous chef and she's like yeah we started floating and he was like floating weird continue he just is completely unfazed because he's used to her
0: delusions
1: yeah cool 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 cool. uh anyway (laughs) this is just
0: a paycheck
1: (laughs) yeah uh, my favorite is that during this scene, we get crab reaction shots.
3: <laughs> I love that the crab gets more screen time than most of the supporting cast and has zero lines. The crab has more screen time than her aunts. Hardcore. <laughs> it's true. That is true. <laughs> but
1: this is where we find out that she has a review in the paper and a food critic came to her restaurant and said the food was amazing. Yes. So we cut to the department store where Tom was like, keep all the windows closed. She's a witch. And you're like, dude. But Patricia Clarkson lets her in through the door and is like, you must be Amanda. The eclairs are amazing. As that's happening, the chef Valderon uh, for his fancy restaurant quits and runs in and throws knives at them. Now, the knives he throws, they are a Wusthof lower level brand where the handles are plastic (laughs) and they don't have a full tang. Which you would never use them In a professional kitchen Like it is absurd to even consider
3: No you always gotta go full tang you do have
1: to go full tank. If yeah. you're looking for good knives, you've got to go full tank. But they're also too, like, they're not balanced. They're the knife set that you buy in college. Like, that's what it is. It's it's They usually sell them at, like, Target, you know, or whatever.
3: <laughs> they bought them, like, a $35 knife set for a yes. French professional chef. Yeah, that's they're, terrible. They're
1: usually on sale on Black Friday for, like, 69 bucks. Uh, and the rest of the year, they're, like, 99. Um, but for a whole set. So like they're they're not high quality knives. And you can see as he throws them (laughs) to the point where I was like, well, you guys kind of had this coming.
3: (laughs) Yeah, this is on you.
1: It's not like because Wusthof makes really good knives. These are not them. This is their lowest level that they sell. Fair enough. And you can tell from the handles. But anyway, so they basically he stomps out and they agree that Amanda will cook for the restaurant. And there's a scene that's like five and a half minutes long of the four of them just arguing into each other's faces where you can't discern anyone's dialogue.
3: And Paige, all of that is one take. I was so blown away yes. that it was just one solid take. It
1: was so funny to me with no, no cuts away, no, no reverse shots, no two shots,
3: no nothing. Just a four
1: shot of them arguing into each other's face. And everyone
3: is like talking over everybody else. And it is right. bonkers that they were like, all right, let's focus on SMG this take, you know, and then cut those right. together of like everyone's close ups and wide shots. None of that. The director was like, "All right, look, we got it once. We got to move on. We're shooting this whole movie in a weekend. Let's do it." Right.
0: It does kind of seem like they shot it over like three days. Yeah.
1: Now, in this is the same scene where she's like, "You think I'm a witch?" and he says, "If the broom fits, ride right it," <laughs> which is yeah, bonkers. Oh, yeah. Um, but regardless, <laughs> he gets kind of outvoted because the Jonathan, the grandson. And Patricia Clarkson's character have both had the eclairs, and they're like, "She's gonna cook. Don't worry about it." So we cut to her. I think later that night, having looked at the kitchen, and she kind of runs into him in the hallway, and he's like, "Do you have everything you need?" And he's and she's like, "I'm gonna do the peach. Well, whatever. You don't need to know. I'm gonna do the
0: peach fart surprise."
1: (laughs) (laughs) So we cut to she is kind of put up a sign at her restaurant that they're closed Friday to Saturday for a private event. They get to the new restaurant. She forgot her earrings. And for a hot second, I was like, has this been tied to the earrings the entire time? Because we only talked about them once.
3: Yeah, I think the earrings were like a red herring for her gift, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because the real power is... The crab. Herself or the crab? No, it's the crab. There's not really an ending, so we never know. No, they point out that it's the crab. She brings the crab with her and it still works. It's the crab. Has to be the crab. Yeah.
1: Anyway, so she introduces herself to the to the staff. She did bring the crab and then some bitch ass French sous chef is just like, why don't you just let me cook? Clearly all your friends are crabs. You didn't even bring earrings. You are not fit
0: (laughs) to cook in this fancy restaurant. Now granted, he's not wrong wrong. (laughs) I think he's being
1: pretentious.
0: But even a broken Frenchman is right twice a day.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, the crab attacks him. And I'm just like, good job. Good job, crab mama. You got that, it. Well, the
3: crab just like, he pokes at the crab. The crab's going to like chomp at you. Yeah, it's
1: an intimidation crab, but yeah, also yeah. an inspiration crab. It can be both. It can crabs be both. So can be anything. So, <laughs> meanwhile, we cut upstairs where Tom is trying to get dressed, but forgot his pants and has to go put them back on. Uh, We cut back to the kitchen and she goes to put truffles in one of the main dishes. And they reveal that Valderon, the chef, took all the truffles. So she has to rearrange the menu.
3: Yeah. And this is when she decides to do figs instead of whatever she was going to use the truffles for. Right.
1: Right. And I mean, she's lucky they just had ingredients, whatever. Anyway, her sous chef gives her this long basketball analogy that made no sense to me, but I'm sure (laughs) made (laughs) sense to other people. And that's good for them. Yeah. I'm
3: sure someone got it.
1: Yeah, she reveals that she's been able to speak French this entire time.
3: Out of nowhere. Out of, Out of nowhere. nowhere. I love this so much because she says to the French guy, Hey, Frenchie, who you think I didn't speak French? I was like, am I Frenchie? Because I didn't think she spoke French. <laughs> this is the first time she's ever done it. It just cuts away the Frenchie from Greece
1: like, Oh, come on, you can do it. <laughs> anyway, so. Uh, She rearranges the menu. She calls an audible pivots and uh, everyone loves the food. And they're just like, this is this food is the perfect poem I never wrote. It is a symphony of joy. Like it's real over the top.
0: Oh, it's so good. It's so good.
1: It's insane. We get a bunch of shots of what we in the food industry call hands and pans where it's a shot from above with hands working with food. Yeah. Literally hands in pans, (laughs) hands in pans. Yeah. yeah. And we cut back out to the dining room where everyone is crying tears of joy. Uh, Jonathan, the grand, (laughs) the grandson who had the dream about his grandfather being in his shoe is like clutching his shoe (laughs) and sobbing. Yes. And (laughs) like showing it (laughs) to other
3: people. (laughs) Do you see my granddad? No. (laughs) I see shoe people. I see
0: them He's got the shoe shine.
2: <laughs>
1: the, the shoeing. Oh, Mikey, that's amazing. <laughs> Some people just shine shoes. Yeah.
0: But really, it's a weird scene.
1: It's super weird. And it's all because she cried into one of the sauces. Anyway, <laughs> so she's like, I ruined everything. And they're like, no, no. We love the food. We're crying because we love it. And her aunt is like, feed them. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? They're stunned into silence. Uh, and then she has her final course where she does the flower thing with the peaches. Now, this is the first time we have seen the peach flour dish in action. Yeah. Because, like, she plates them and we start to see fog and then we get a close up of one of the peaches that literally just like farts vanilla fog into the air. And I lost
3: my fucking mind. I literally was laughing so vigorously, but silently. I was just shaking, like laughing so hard. I was not even making a sound. So the last girl who DM me
0: that she loved this movie is a girl I went to high school with who was a chef for a long time. <laughs>
1: If I "I was a chef, I'd be super mad at this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so the peaches fart all over the room, filling it with peach fart fog. And she goes to kind of leave because that was her last course. Right. Um, But she has like flashbacks to other parts of the movie with the floating kissed and just B-roll basically. (laughs) (laughs) And then we get the shot of like him chasing her down through the store. And as Todd mentioned, multiple times they're in the same place. Not at the same time. Did like, he
0: eat the
3: food that night? No, he did he not. He did not eat the food. That's
0: right, because she asked him, like, are you high on my food or do you really love me, right? Does that yeah. is that coming up? <laughs> did I
3: poison you with LSD or not? Were you huffing peach farts? Someone else just dm me that they love Simply Irresistible. This movie is... <laughs> That's three during the recording, right? During the recording! <laughs> <laughs> we cut to those people at home and they're just, like, inhaling peaches. Just, just like, like... oh. They're they're just like lighting a peach under a spoon God
1: damn I said god damn I did once
3: in college see a person Turn a peach into a bong So like maybe that's what they're inhaling Maybe Mm. I don't know It's gotta be stronger than marijuana man No it's straight up LSD For sure yeah
1: So she leaves and gets in a cab He sees her from the window and throws A paper airplane that perfectly goes through the cab Window into her lap
3: Which makes
0: her change her mind
1: I guess he find, he didn't write anything on it either. It's not a note. It's just a piece of paper. He's like, paper's the first anniversary gift. Uh, it's been two and a half weeks. So she comes back and he's like pulled out a dress for her to wear to the restaurant. And so... She takes it, or at least she leaves the empty mannequin. He goes back to the restaurant. We cut to the kitchen where the French sous sous chef smells the peach fart by cutting open the peach and then very sexually fingers that peach and then feeds the crab some of the peach fart cream. Yeah, because he like
3: oh he, he would like yeah, come he hither does. into that peach. It's the r- French like sous chef is straight up fucking the mom crab at the end of this movie. <laughs> bro, that's so I don't even know how you would fuck a crab. Ask Frenchie, man. <laughs>
1: Carefully. <laughs> Carefully
0: <'cause laughs> got the, the pictures. That's trust, baby. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, Consensually.
0: It's that sea grip, you know what I'm saying?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I'm just now I'm just picturing a, a crab giving someone a claw job just like
3: <laughs> I had a claw job once in high school do not recommend
1: <laughs> right after you ate dirt that one time
3: just call me crawl daddy
1: <laughs> I won't
3: <laughs> I will When it comes to, it yeah. comes
1: to me and crawl daddy man you got to keep them separated <laughs> That is a deep cut league joke. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, oh, so he goes to the done. party. Yeah, yeah, he goes to the party. She's there. There's the one cool shot in this entire movie, which is those set up mirrors so that yeah. like it looks cool. But then we immediately move away from it. Yeah,
0: it was an accident. It
1: was
2: an accident. <laughs> she said that
1: she had to stop for shoes and he's like, you're so beautiful. And he, you know, kisses her. He says, I love you. And they end up floating in the middle of a restaurant full of people who can fucking see them. Timeout.
0: time out. If you at home are confused of why they have fallen in love after having not even three conversations, you are correct. That is exactly what happens (laughs) in this film. They never talk or have chemistry. Not to mention there is a crab being that has
3: control over her cooking ability. And it's currently being boned down by a French sous chef. Yeah, who
1: first fingered a peach. Peaches that were (laughs) farting magical
2: fog all over everyone
1: to make them fall in love.
0: So on pause, now they are floating in the dining room and everyone can see them flying. Yeah. And it's not make-believe. They're really flying in the restaurant. They're really
1: flying. And we cut to uh, the crab in a tuxedo just for one reverse, like one reaction shot. And then we cut back to them floating and, and that's, that's
3: the movie. movie. Yeah, so having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what do you guys think about Simply Irresistible? Instant classic. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking nuts. I love this movie so much. It is terrible, but it's like the kind of terrible where you're like, "Holy shit, I love it." It's amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it's here's the thing. It's not paced crazy, so it's not a slog to get through. I would absolutely have people over and be like we're gonna watch
0: this bonkers nonsense like yeah like take some shots let's do it, it cheered me <laughs> up it did everything a romantic comedy is supposed to do
1: except include romance yeah yeah,
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i love those people love those eclairs okay
3: that's the only romance you need it made me want eclairs oof i would literally go down on some eclairs right now
1: and peaches i love peaches i'm not a
3: huge peach fan
1: I am a huge peach fan.
3: My peaches always end up farting.
1: (laughs) You're like, oh, asparagus.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all right, Paige. Do you have some fun facts for us?
1: I I do. There's very few fun facts about this movie, but there are a bunch of lists of mistakes from this movie, so I've included those as well. What? There are mistakes in this movie?
3: This movie's perfect. I agree with Mikey.
1: Now, I will say that if they're doing 100 dinners a night in order to make their rent, uh, then that is, let's see, they have, let's call it five nights a week. Let's say that they have, that they are closed some nights, especially because she's doing that special event. That means they only have 20 or so, 2,000 dinners to make up that 5,000 and then whatever they live on after that. Yeah. So that means they have to charge like 20 to 30 bucks a plate. If you were curious, which oh, is that pretty standard. Right. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's
3: pretty doable, I suppose. It's not crazy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So into some other fun facts. So Sarah Michelle Gellar has stated that this was one of her least favorite films she's ever been in. <laughs> oh, really? Imagine that. Yeah. Wow. I yeah. can't believe <laughs> I know. it. Um, so several scenes in the movie are actually shot inside the Henri Bendel department store. Uh, So as not to disrupt normal business, they basically brought in all of their equipment after clothes and would shoot all night. Oh, wow. So almost all of this movie is done in night shoots, which is brutal.
3: Yeah, that's terrible.
1: Can you guess what the original title for this movie was?
0: Oh, no. Oh, man. I hope it's a pun. Ghost stepdad.
1: It is not ghost stepdad. Mikey, do you want to take a stab at it?
0: I want to say emotional eater.
1: No, that's also great. Uh, It was vanilla fog. (laughs)
3: Yeah. What?! <laughs> that is
1: nuts! Oh. And uh, this was the last movie Gene Siskel of Siskel and Ebert fame reviewed before his death. Oh, and uh, I'm not saying this is- <laughs> yeah, we'll say the killed, vanilla him. Fog killed him, but I think that crab had a bone to pick with him after giving it a thumbs down
0: shell, a shell,
1: a shell, a shell to pick with him. Uh, so as I mentioned, the lead was supposed to be middle aged but because Buffy the Vampire Slayer was super popular at the time, the studio made an executive decision to make it Sarah Michelle Gellar. Uh, the director actually wanted Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs>
3: I don't think that would have made
1: it better. No, it wouldn't have. I mean, no. Sarah
3: Jessica Parker is great, but no. And I- I'm surprised she didn't just say nay to this script. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Stop, guys. I'm trying to be professional.
1: <laughs> no,
2: no, all right.
0: Well, Mikey, she's uh, your don't type. Don't talk about my type. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so in the final scene where Amanda says, you mean when I had my hands up your pants? his line is oh yeah but he's currently kissing her at the time so it's completely adr and then literally like seconds later he also says i love kissing you also while kissing her yeah which is also adr <laughs> i've
0: told a girl i love kissing her while kissing her it vibrates the bones so they can hear it <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: concerned. So the vanilla orchids that they use in the film are not really vanilla orchids. They were orange and red, but vanilla orchids are yellow. And like I said, you can you can use the flowers, it just doesn't add a lot of flavor. You really have to like harvest and roast the beans, which can take 1 to 3 years, and they grow like tall. So It's not really realistic in the way that the movie depicts it. After Amanda Peet is done throwing all the plates in the restaurant, she leaves without taking her purse, which is sitting on the floor next to the table. (laughs) And
3: those are your fun facts. Well, thank you for those amazing fun facts. Okay, let's talk some box office. Now, this movie came out in 1999. What do you think the production budget for Simply Irresistible was? It can't be more than $10 Okay.
1: Mm, no, I think it might be because it's Sarah Michelle Gellar.
3: I think it's fifteen. So the production budget was six million dollars.
0: Okay, okay. But if you okay. adjust for
3: inflation, that's roughly nine point eight million dollars. So you're probably right around there, right? Uh, this movie came out on February fifth, nineteen ninety nine. So just a Valentine's in time Day movie. for Valentine's yeah. Day, exactly.
1: God, if you saw this on Valentine's
0: <laughs> Day, <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if a girl took me to see a movie on valentine's day and it was somewhere like this kind of bonkers i'd be so
3: happy me too i'd be on (laughs) board for that relationship forever i
1: feel like i would have won the luck of the draw at that point because i would have been like this could have been actually romantic but instead it was fun yeah
3: (laughs) okay this movie in its opening weekend was ninth in the release (laughs) right (laughs) it was beat by movies like payback another movie sarah michelle geller was in she's all that was number two patch adams was number three varsity blues was number four and saving private ryan was number five and had been in the theater for 29 weeks that's
1: because saving private ryan is really good (laughs) no it It is yeah yeah
3: yeah. it was just about to pass 200 million dollars in the theater saving private ryan was not this movie uh so this (laughs) movie was ninth what do you think it made in its opening weekend two million dollars
1: I think that's a stretch. I'm going to go one. One million. Mikey's closer.
3: It's actually $2.2 million okay. dollars wow. in its opening weekend. The next weekend was February 12th, and that weekend it was... Oh, shit. Hang on. I can't did even it, find did it. Did it go up or down? I think it went up. Uh, <laughs> that weekend it was 29th in the theater. <laughs> oh, oh, <God. laughs> And it was okay. So the first week it was out, it had thir- it was in 1358 theaters, right? <laughs> its second weekend out, it was in 1353. It pulled in $2.2 oh. $2. $2 million in its first weekend out, and it was only in what is that, five less theaters and didn't even make a million dollars. It made $997,000. That
1: is brutal.
3: <laughs> the next weekend, it dropped to. 37th in the theaters and only brought in $142,000. How was there 37 movies out in theaters then? Yeah. Oh, and its theater count dropped from like 1,300 to 300. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And then February 26th. Oh, this is a disaster. Yeah. February 26th, it was 51st in the theaters and was only in 102 theaters and made $41,000. So if you're good at math, you can probably tell me what it made in its first month in the theaters, but let's just go ahead and talk about total box office. So, total domestic box office. What do you think it made?
1: Oh my god, I'm I'm gonna say four million.
3: Okay, Mikey, what do you think? Five? You guys are splitting it. Page is a little bit closer. It was four point four million. It was actually four point three nine eight million dollars. But if you adjust for inflation, that's roughly seven point two. But still less than the budget. Like it, this didn't make money and shouldn't have. But I love this movie But that is your box office So do you guys think they're still together? That's what I was gonna ask
0: I mean 100%. I think it depends on how
3: long that crab lives Yeah so I think They're still together Until they're together for about 6-7 years She starts to hate him And slowly poisons him to death Without realizing she's doing it I'd watch that Yeah. I think they made it <laughs> These two crazy kids are going to figure it out. (laughs) See how strong their love is after a week?
0: They're floating, okay? So first off, they probably got murdered soon after for being witches. (laughs) (laughs) So they did make it until their deaths. All right.
3: You know what? That's fair. I didn't think about that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So this week, Mikey made us watch Simply Irresistible. Paige, what are you making us watch next week? Next
1: week, I really needed a palate cleanser after Cruel Intentions, and um, there was a movie that I saw not too long ago that just captured my heart, and I want to share it with as many people as possible. So we're going to be watching Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar.
3: (laughs) Amazing. Okay, so you've been talking about this movie on and off the podcast for like three weeks. And you made me watch a dance number from it featuring the guy from Fifty Shades of Grey. So I cannot wait to watch this movie.
1: In fact, I would love to watch that dance number again while we are still on the Zoom call, while we're uploading our audio, if you would not mind.
3: Absolutely. So anyway, that I guess that means your homework is to watch Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Or how do, how do they actually say it, Paige? Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and then tune in for next week's episode on that movie. Yes. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. No,
0: I don't. <laughs>
3: so why don't you look up a review? And while you're looking up a review, I'll tell them how they can have their review run on the podcast, and that is simply to leave us a five-star text review, and we'll have Mikey read it for you. Evie says Is that their name? Yeah, shut up. <laughs> it says two words, hairspray. That's the whole review. <laughs> I mean, that's a musical, right?
1: It It is a musical. It is a love story
3: Oh, uh,
1: about a chubby girl who can dance and has a bright outlook on life
3: and fights racism. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. It literally is a musical romantic comedy. I'm on board for all of that. Now,
1: it does have James Marsden in it, Todd's personal friends.
3: <laughs> I am close personal friends with James Marsden in so much as that he once spoke to me at an airport <laughs> <laughs> and honestly he was very, very kind. He's a very, very nice man. Hey, Evie, 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 Evie. Thank you so much for that awesome five-star review. And we will definitely consider doing hairspray. It's like something I'd really enjoy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, guys, if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast, make sure to check out our other podcast, the horror Virgin. And that is the only other podcast that Mikey and I are on, but Paige gets around and she is on two other podcasts,
1: Uh, That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige.
3: I'm Mikey. And I'm Todd. And you complete us. Two (laughs) (laughs) Hot
1: butter,
2: baby!
3: (laughs) We all float up here in the restaurant. (laughs) I really wanted you to say... You're my eclair now.
2: <laughs> You're my eclair now.
3: <laughs> ah. You're my
2: eclair away.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm out.
0: I'm out. I can't
3: do anything my more. Pan pen and hand nerds. <laughs>